Training camp is underway for the London Knights, and just like that, training camp will be over. We are recording this episode 64 of the Night Shift on day two of London Knights training camp. Mike Stubbs along with Kyle Grimard. You can find us on socials at Kyle Grimard, G-R-I-M-A-R-D. You can find me at Stubbs980. And Kyle, it always feels good when a hockey comes back. There's something extra in the air. I know we're going to get some hot, hot weather in southwestern Ontario, but even as day two of training camp got going, you walk outside, you still get that hint of fall. So we'll get some summer dropped on us, but that nice crispness is in the air. The hockey's not far. No, it, it really isn't. And, and, you know, you kind of gave us a little glimpse into what it could be like when you shared a photo on your social pages, Mike, of, uh, of Budweiser gardens and the ice being laid back in. And it looks as beautiful as ever. And I feel like when you walk out, you know, on into the arena and you see that ice all beautiful laid out, it's that gives you the sense of, okay, we're getting back into the swing of things. And we did that. The Knights did that. They've had a, you know, they've had a day under their belts of training camp. It's going to go throughout the course of the weekend. There's going to be some scrimmages later on as well that we're going to talk about. Mike, you were there for the opening day, obviously, of camp. Uh, thoughts on the vibe, the players, what the attitude was, some new faces, some guys that you expect a lot more from? The vibe is great. It really is. The vibe is very professional. The run that the Knights went on last year was so key in showing young players what it will take. And this will help them their entire lives. No matter what, you can look back and say, yeah, I played in some pressure situations in hockey. What I'm doing right now, I got this. And for a lot of them, that may come at higher levels of hockey. So you get this real business-like sense when you talk with Easton Cowan. We're going to hear from Denver Barkey on the podcast today. When you hear from Jackson Edward, you know, some of these guys, Isaiah George, guys who were there and guys who performed and had to go through a big, long run but didn't get those last two wins. You can see that they want those last two wins, and that's really the kind of feel around the team already, and that's a good thing. All of the fitness testing was done on day one, and then everybody involved, there are 80 players at camp, everybody involved had a chance to get on the ice for a scrimmage. Mike Levin scored on a, a really nice setup from Denver Barkey. Barkey had four points in the scrimmage, two goals and two assists, but set up Mike Levin for a goal. Mike Levin is a guy who just, he just finds holes in goalies, and he's still doing that. And I talked to him. He had a chance to go back to Israel for a couple of months, something he hadn't done much of in the last while. That's where his family still lives. And now he's hoping to crack the Knights roster full-time. So he's one to watch very early on in preseason. As we get going, we'll be September 9th and 10th in a home-and-home -home against Sarnia. And then the following Thursday, Friday, game in St. Thomas and a game in London against the Erie Otters. So that'll be a, a storyline or two to watch. Sam O'Reilly, Will Nickel, how they fit in. And then the neatest part is to see who makes it through to the green and gold game. In other words, who may see themselves in some preseason action? And we'll know that. The green and gold game is wide open to everybody, four to six on Saturday afternoon. You can enter through gate four, and it really brings out certainly players who are going to be on the team, but also players 
who still have that shot at being on the team. So looking forward to seeing who makes it through to that green and gold game and maybe who gets a few looks in that preseason. And we'll hear from Rob Simpson in just a couple of minutes in terms of you know how they go through and evaluate some of these young players over what, Kyle, we talked about on the last episode is a really deep roster. Right now it's not hard to make five lines of forwards, eight defensemen, and three goalies. And that's not counting anybody who might surprise in camp. No. And again, we knew this going in from last year. I know we mentioned this on the last podcast as well, but a lot of very familiar players returning to this roster and a lot of players who played key integral roles on the team, two of the three members of the winter, t- uh, winter twin line, which was Denver Barkey and Easton Cowan, both going to be returning Landon Sim, who we're going to talk about in just a little bit, Max McHugh, Oliver Bonk, um, you know, Ethan McKinnon on the back end, Sam Dickinson, Zach Bowen, who was a big crucial part of that goaltending tandem. When Brett Brochu went down with an injury, he stepped up and led them all the way to the OHL finals. There are so many players who are returning, turning and like we mentioned too very few spots but a lot of those players these are what those games are all about separating maybe a couple players from the herd and see who is going to step into these roles and take the next step into filling out the remaining of this roster well let's hear from knights associate general manager rob simpson because this training camp for the london knights did not start on monday when nine other training camps opened this is fairly quick it is thursday and friday boom it's done and then it's a green and gold game and then the preseason is underway and we talked to rob about the speed the length of the knights camp it's something we made a change for about a year ago now with the the season being backed up a little bit and uh gives the guys a little bit more time at home to train and then it also you know, we don't have as much of a practice time with that NHL bye week in there as well with us only doing four exhibition games. Let's talk about what you do through training camp because right now, if you look at the depth chart, if fans are going to kind of build a depth chart, you're going to find it pretty easy to make five lines of forwards, seven or eight defensemen, three goalies. It's a nice problem to have, but at the same time, how challenging a problem is it to have? Well, it's... It, it definitely takes on a new look for you when you you have depth and you know our team a lot of our teams returning which is a nice thing uh, you're really looking at the players on the team and who can beat out who or it's a competition within the the team in a healthy way so for us we're just trying to sort out you know how big of a jump the, the younger players have taken our guys that were established you know last year how much have they improved and where does everybody fit in and uh, who are the players that you know might be on the outside looking in a little bit uh, when you do have depth in all positions? Competition is that that healthy thing to know, okay, I, I got to be at my best because if I'm not, there's somebody else there. Does it matter what age a player is? I mean, if they're a second-year player, third, fourth, uh, there's no pecking order, is there? No, not really. I mean, you look at Cowan and Parkey and Bonk and Dickinson last year. I mean, they bypassed that by the end of the season. They showed that, you know, they were – just as good as you know other 18 19 20 year olds around the league and they could play against other lines at that so i mean if the talent always wins out and the competitiveness always wins out if you show that you can play at that level and match up and and be good in the lineup then dale and the coaching staff will always give those players more time and uh, more ice time as well there are still some 16-year-olds, and maybe we can mention last year's 16-year-olds like Will Nickel and Sam O'Reilly before we get into this year's 16-year-olds. Those guys played a year in the GOJHL. They brought home boatloads of awards at the end of this year. 
what did they do to make a step into wherever they're going to be in your lineup? Well, they kind of followed the same path that Bonk and Cowan and, you know, and Logan did at Junior B. And, you know, they, they showed that they could be a top performer even at 16, playing against 19 and 20-year-olds at a, you know, one step below our league. So it definitely gives them a boost. If they would have had a, you know, a slower start to the year last year down there or they wouldn't have performed as well, then you start to worry a little bit. Are they going to be fully ready? But with how they played, how they've looked this summer, the training they put in, they look like they're ready to have a really good season. And then we look at 16-year-olds this year and, and how you work them in. Blake Aerosmith is from Cleveland. P.J. Fagan is a 16-year-old. Um, Alexi Medvedev and Ned is a 16-year-old. What do you do there? Yeah, the first thing we always do is we're going to evaluate their skills and, and their speed and their competitiveness and hockey sense up lined up against our players to see do they look like they're ready to compete at that level? And then obviously we're looking at what the coaches want, which is the defensive side of the game, understanding the systems, how, how they need to play to actually help the team win. And if they can put those two things together, then they're ready to be in the lineup more than not. If they can't yet, then they need some more seasoning, some more development, some more time, which, you know, again, back to Cowan and Bonk and, you know, Logan, like these players have shown that there's nothing, it's a good development path to go that junior B route. So at the end of the day, it's up to them and what they do. And, you know, they're going to show us where they're ready to play. Some teams will bring in all kinds of players, you know, 80 players sometimes. How big is the group here? Yeah, for us, we've always brought in 80. You know, we believe in four teams at camp. We make it kind of like a little bit of a mini tournament. Um, and then we whittle it down after Friday to 40 in our green and gold game at 4 p.m. on Saturday. So we slowly tailor it down. And, you know, we've had success in the past of sign of free agents or somebody popping up at camp that got a lot better. So, you know, for us, it's it's something that we, we see value in to do it that way. And it, it's worked out in the past. There's always somebody, right? Somebody's always going to catch your eye. Yeah, that's the difference for minor hockey. <laughs> for some of these guys, like, there's always the next guy coming up that's trying to take your job and take your position with the team. Rob, thanks for this. Thanks. London Knights Associate General Manager Rob Simpson breaking down evaluations, the competition between players. You know, it doesn't go how maybe it's, it has in yeah, – and you have to go back a long way for this. But in the past, certainly NCAA hockey was known for this for a long time, Kyle, where if you were an older player, you were going to play the big minutes. And while, sure, that can happen because older players have that experience, they're not – you know, they've, they've been put in the situations before, so nothing is, is new to them. At the same time, if you are 16 or 17 or 18 – and you are playing well enough to earn yourself minutes, you're going to do it. You mentioned the the Twinterton line last night, or you mentioned the Twinterton line earlier in the episode with Easton Cowan and Denver Barkey and Ryan Winterton. Those guys remember Cowan and Barkey, 17 last year, but you could look at that and say that was the number one line for the London Knights in the playoffs. They were 17. It didn't matter. They'd earn those spots. Yeah, they really did. And, you know, they they earn those spots throughout the course of the season when 
you know, the coaching staff of, of Dale Hunter and whatnot, were trying to figure out which line combinations work. And it just so happened that Denver Barkey and Easton Cowan took those next steps ahead of, you know, maybe some other vets on the team who you thought for sure would have been locked in. It wasn't, you know, as great as Sean McGurn was in the playoffs and he was awesome. You know, it wasn't Sean McGurn centering that line. It happened to be Ryan Winterton between Denver Barkey and Easton Cowan. Talk about a lot of other younger players. I have said this, I think before, I don't know if I said it on the podcast or not, Mike last year, Sam Dickinson was one of the best 16-year-old players I've ever watched play in the OHL. And this is from maybe a limited amount of time of me watching, but maybe you can concur, but his demeanor, he played like he was a veteran in this league and it was his rookie year. I think he is going to take another massive step, but there was a guy at 16 as a rookie coming in and playing a key part in a roster and a team that had a big run all the way to the OHL finals. Absolutely. His poise and oh. you'd you'd look and you just say that guy's 18, but he's not. He's 16. And when you watch draft prospect boards and you look toward the 2024 NHL entry draft, Sam Dickinson's name is going to be there all the way. And I'm interested to see how quickly it rises into top five talk, because I really believe that's going to happen. So he's back as a 17-year-old. The defense core is as deep as you could ever ask for in terms of experience. We're going to hear from Jackson Edward in just a moment, but a lot of these guys who used to, to be 16, 17, now they are the older guys. It goes fast. We talked with Denver Park as an 18-year-old. Yeah, obviously there's a little bit less nerves and, and pressure, and obviously the first first two years you kind of try to want to prove yourself. So I'm a little bit at less nerves, and you're kind of more of a role model now, and just showing the, the new guys here kind of what, what it's all about and what it takes to, to make this team and kind of live this lifestyle day to day. Do you remember being them? Yeah, I do. Obviously my first year when I was 16, obviously I had a, a lot of nerves, and you don't really know many guys, and, and the older guys are kind of a big deal and you're just a little bit nervous but um, kind of just trying to enjoy it take it all in and, and learn from them and now being that guy that uh, all these guys are going to learn from it is super cool and it's an honor finally talk to us flyers going to camp how are you feeling about that yeah obviously it was a surreal moment to be drafted um, by them super cool to have danny Breer as my gm obviously he, he was a smaller guy but found a lot of success in the nhl so um, cool to have him as my GM, and super excited to get to camp and, and kind of prove what I can do. Philadelphia Flyers prospect, Denver Barkey. Now, one player who is not on the ice due to injury, Kyle, is Landon Sim. He had to undergo off-season surgery, and so he's not going to be ready for the first part of the season. The hope is that he will be back before the start of the new year. I mean, nobody's really putting a, a date on things yet, so we'll leave it as wide open as that. I think Landon himself is hoping it'll be long before we get talking about the new year. But this was a, a nagging injury that was bothering him last year, and so now he's had it corrected, and, and that's the right thing to do. But it ends up costing him a little bit of time. And for a guy who just wants to be on the ice, his brother is now in the league. He's going to have to play spectator for a little while, which is never easy. No, and he he is a gamer too. He is a guy I think every member of that team would go to battle for and will go to bat for considering what he does for them on and off the ice. He is a guy that goes into the corners. He 
sets a tone with the body. He has scored some clutch goals. He's come in in, in really key and integral moments. He's a big penalty killer as well. He's on the ice late in the game. He's a he's a big part of what they want to do and a big part of their identity too. So that's that's going to be a tough position and, and tough skates to fill for at least a little bit, but hopefully a speedy recovery, recovery from him and he's able to come back at some point during the season. But there you go. You talk about all of these bodies, all of this depth. I always love the thing that happens at the start of a year where a team will have nine defensemen on its roster. And you'll look and say, why are they carrying nine defensemen? Three weeks later, they're down to five and a half. You know, it, it just works that way. You need people around. So this will give somebody an opportunity because Landon Sim is a guy you just outlined to Kylie plays big minutes. So now those minutes are available. So here's what will happen. The London Knights have quite a few players who will be heading off to NHL training camps. So there will be, most of them will leave in and around, you know, September 11th, 12th, somewhere around there. And so there will be an opportunity for players to play that one preseason game. Usually it's that home game against the Sarnia Sting. And, and then you wave goodbye to the guys who are going off to rookie camps and then trying to earn spots in main camp. And then that again gives you a look at some of the younger guys. So that will happen. Jackson Edward is heading back to Boston Bruins camp for the second year in a row, which makes a difference when you're trying to impress at the next level. We talked with Jackson Edward about how this summer has gone. Summer was great. Um, just putting a lot of work, typical summer for a hockey player. Um, I don't know, it was fun. But uh, I got to take some time off. We went in deep playoff runs, so a um, little break was nice, but glad to be back. What do you think you learned last year through that playoff run that you know, all of the returners are going to apply to yeah. this year? Um, I think it's good. Like, when you have a team that goes deep in the playoffs, now, um, besides new guys coming in, like us older guys who have been here, returning players, we all know what it will take and uh, how hard the playoffs actually is. And um, hopefully this year I think we got the group to uh, go a bit further. Getting set for another camp at Boston. You know, yeah. tell us about that mindset. Um, it's good. It's my, my second year there. So, um, obviously every time you're trying to go to camp, you're trying to prove something, trying to show something. So, um, my goal is just to go in and show my skill set, show what I'm good at and, uh, just give it my best. Good luck. Thank you. Boston Bruins prospect Jackson Edward, part of an incredibly deep experienced blue line for the London Knights. So we're down to the green and gold game. Four to six on Saturday afternoon. It's a great way to end camp. It's a tradition. And then we'll break down who remains with the London Knights on that roster on our next episode. One trade this week so far in the OHL. Bryce Cook, who is a former second-round pick of the Niagara Ice Dogs, went from Mississauga to North Bay. And he is a guy that North Bay hopes can find that game that made him a second round pick. Other than that, few signings here and there, but the news will continue to pick up and Kyle will continue to follow it. Yes, we will. And we'll continue to follow throughout the course of it, leading up to the regular season debut for the 2023-24 London Knights. Mike, I am so looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to season two of the podcast and seeing where this team can grow and you know, maybe get another opportunity to go on a deep playoff run. It's, uh, you know, a lot of the same crew and members are going to be returning to this team. And like you said at the beginning of the show, there is a lot of players with that fire still in their bellies from not completing the ultimate goal of winning the championship and getting a chance to perform and play in the Memorial Cup. And very soon the puck's going to drop and we're going to find out if they're able to do it. Learning how to win. 
It is an impossibility unless you go through something like the Knights went through last year. So now they take those lessons and they move forward. Kyle, looking forward to it. We'll talk soon. We will talk soon. Follow the podcast on all of your favorite podcast networks, whether it is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Follow myself and Stubbs on socials at Kyle Grimard, G-R-I-M-A-R-D, at Stubbs980, Stubbs spelled with two Bs. And Mike, we'll reconvene next week, talk about training camp and everything else. Looking forward to it.